thank God we've got something different. Even if it's not necessarily better, like, uh, and maybe it is, I, I don't know, but, like, the game has changed so much, it was certainly time for a, for a new ball. Yeah. All right, what do you think? Jump right in. Pickle pod, let's go. What the hell is that? The pickleball box, baby. Play better, look better, feel better. Had I not read it off, I wouldn't even have remembered what that is. It uh, looks pretty slick. It's, yeah. it's nicely packaged. Oh, I forgot. That's because you weren't um, you weren't there when I read through it and like went through the whole box. I was not. Um, but yeah, man, I won't. Uh, we won't dwell on that. I think we gotta jump in here. Happy New Year. Uh, we have somebody sitting slightly off camera here. Hired him uh, two hours ago. So uh, welcome to the team, Canton. Half the hype guys. Life is good, boys. Glad to be here. <laughs> Let's go. We instructed him very clearly that uh, the more he laughs at our bad jokes, the better. Uh, it's like a, a sitcom where the crowd laughs, and you know you cue them to laugh, and then it enriches the experience, right? Makes us look go. funnier. Um, I'm excited. It's the he's now a podcast hyper. Podcast hyper all day. This is gonna be an interesting ride with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna walk us through the topics. Uh, you know, Luke at Tennis Sucks. He's a full-time employee of the Dink, but I couldn't even get him to do that for us. Uh, he's allegiance, his allegiance lies with, with Tennis Sucks. So we went and got our own Luke for this pod, and uh, Canton will be here for the foreseeable future. So. Canton's going to get his name legally changed to Jamie. Yes, yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's Any one of those bad jokes. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that was a good one. Yeah, Any on. <laughs> what? He's already... How... Have you signed the paperwork with this guy? Can we fire no, him or what? No, yeah, you better be careful, dude. <laughs> I won't countersign. Um, no, anytime... It's official. Anytime we walk into the studio, as soon as we enter the doors, it's Jamie, not Canton. Just for this studio. All yeah. right, perfect. That works for me. Um, all right, cool. Do you want to do the uh, Stop Alzheimer Awareness give uh results for yeah yeah just quickly you know we've talked about it a bunch there uh we we work with them on the on the podcast a little bit but uh we did our year-end big give and we were able to raise almost two hundred thousand dollars for alzheimer's research and so that money is going to go to fund somewhere between two and four research grants um which is which is pretty awesome so uh altoff and i well, mostly me, to be honest, raised uh, $65,000. And then we had a uh, an individual matching as well as a corporate match. Um, since I raised more money than Altoff, Altoff is supposed to get on social media, record himself singing, I'm a little, too, I'm a little teacup in a pink tutu. But there is 0% chance he actually does this. No, he has to do it. He's not going to. He's too much of a wuss. Also, I'm surprised you beat him. He doesn't just go to his like clients and say, hey, toss in a little bit here. Oh, for sure. I thought he was going to be a formidable opponent, but uh, I had him beat by, like I think, like $40,000, something like that. So, yeah, he deserves some, some public shaming, but also... Um, I did. I said this in a post too, but I've been able to do a lot of really cool stuff as a result of pickleball. I got to, you know, go with the Orlando Squeeze owners, sit courtside at a Magic game. I played pickleball at the New York Stock Exchange. But uh, I would say that people rallying behind this has got to be one of the coolest things I've been able to to do. Mm -hmm. People reaching into their pockets and and giving to to research is, I think, pretty awesome. Yeah. So. 
yeah, we had a we had a really good uh, turnout with it, and we're gonna try and we're certainly gonna do it again next year, and we're gonna keep fucking swearing for the swear <laughs> jar. We still have the swear jar. Yeah, uh, Jamie, you gotta look into that. See if this uh, hurts our monetization. Uh, <laughs> we'll do. figure that out. Yep, yep. So, um, but cool. All right, congrats to you guys and stop Alzheimer's now. Sounds like it was super successful. Um, we talked about last episode paddle giveaway for a commenter who leaves a comment on the pod, likes the episode, and subscribes to the channel that extends to this episode and one more episode beyond that. Um, so a lot of good comments. We'll read the best ones uh, next episode, but that still stands. And that is what a your signature paddle. Yeah, basically anything uh, that uh, we can we can expand that to more or less any Pro XR paddle. So. Um. Okay. A pad, Pro XR paddle of of your choosing, we can make it happen. So we got the new the new white and pink uh, standard versions. There's the blue ones, squeeze ones. There's all types of stuff. White so. and pink. I thought we were uh, outlawing white. It's white edge guards only. So okay. it looks right. pretty sweet. Pink paddle. Um, okay. What do we got for the uh, first topic, Jamie? Well, first topic, uh, new year, balls drop. Uh, there seems to be two new balls coming into the market. Uh, let's chat a little bit about the Vulcan ball and then the Owl ball with the APP. What do you guys think? I think you're going to make somebody's ears bleed when your voice <laughs> come on. <laughs> I also like the uh, balls but, drop. That, you know, for 12-year-olds yeah, like me, nice. that was it, Well, funny. that was the new year. It's a double entendre, triple entendre. Yeah, that's why, you, that's why you hired him, right? Yes, exactly. He's smart. He's witty like that. Um, was that was that intentionally witty or was that there was a little brainstorming here while you guys were still talking on that yeah. last one yeah love it he's gonna take credit <laughs> for it i don't think he did it on purpose <laughs> um but yeah all right so ppa switching a vulcan have you ever played with this vulcan ball before i've played with it for the last two days okay what do you think first off i'm so glad that we're getting rid of the the dura color the dura color okay. sucks like the faded yellow yeah why not make it it's more of a neon green right so that's a big easy i feel like low-hanging fruit on mm -hmm. any ball mm -hmm. pretty much any ball should be that color okay um in terms of play uh it's kind of tough to to say because i've played with it twice it's been cold here in austin yeah um so that obviously affects how the ball plays right but first off i think we i've been around pickleball for 10 years at this point mm -hmm. and the dura has been the ball for all 10 years and the dura has been the same exact ball for 10 years right no innovation. like thank god we've got something different even if it's not necessarily better like i and maybe it is i i don't know but like the game has changed so much it was certainly time for a for a new ball yeah um what about you you hit with it at all no i haven't even seen one Okay. The V Pro outdoor ball. I don't know what it's like. Can you, when you look at it, does it look like any other ball? Like, what does it feel like, look like the most? What would you compare it to? Yeah. So, again, this is slightly hard to answer because we've been playing in cold weather. But I would say when you're dinking, it feels relatively soft. It's got good feel to it. Something that John Sincola and I spoke about was... It feels like it has a true hit to it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you hit a Dura, you can hit the ball the exact same way twice, and you can get different hits as a result of it. You can right. have different outcomes. 
So far, it feels like that's not the case with this ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem to go out of round after a game and a half or so and okay. get some bad bounces and whatnot. I guess PPA is changing balls every game now, which, again, that's a, you know, it just feels like a, a no-brainer. Will they still pre, like, churn them up? You know what I mean? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, so people don't know the Duros that they play with on, or that they did play with on the PPA. They would, like, pre-wear them in, right? So it wasn't always just, like, a shiny new ball. Mm -hmm. It's a shiny new ball plays different than something that's been used, even, like, a match, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, the the ball changes so much based on how much it's been used and the conditions. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, it is pretty poppy, like, again, this could be a, a factor of we're playing in cold weather and the ball is harder. Right. But it was pretty tough to drop. Uh, the ball rockets off the paddle pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I think we could see more more, uh, more driving, more crashing, less uh, less long dinking points, which I think everybody would be – I won't say everybody. I think the vast majority of people would be excited to not see long dinking points if the ball continues to play the way – that it has in my limited experience. If the ball is faster, right? So Dura is, I think, it plays the fastest, right? Mm-hmm. It's the least forgiving. Wouldn't that lead to more quick exchanges, but shorter quick exchanges, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've we've spoken about it a little bit, but the faster the ball is, the more you have to be careful with what you speed up yeah if you speed up poorly it's gonna get shoved down your throat basically so it'll be interesting to see like how this plays from the kitchen meaning like from the baseline we're finding that it's really advantageous to drive the ball from the kitchen we haven't had very many kitchen rallies (laughs) yeah so um it seems faster in, in the quick exchanges, but then slower in the dink exchanges in a weird, weird way. But again, this could be playing with it twice in 45 degrees. Um, yeah, all right. Well, so they didn't spend nothing for this deal. All right, it was somewhere between two and three million, I hear, for just the single year uh, and a royalty on, on sales. Yeah, did you, you guys reported an 8% royalty? Yeah, so I, I heard that from Jimmy, Jimmy Miller. Um, I hadn't heard anything about the royalties. What I had heard was it was between two and three million and it was for the single year. I didn't know that there was also a royalty on sales, which is uh, pretty interesting. I mean, that could be a that could be a big number. Uh, yeah, I mean the think about it. The only reason I'm convinced the only reason anybody ever uses a Dura was because it was the, the ball that you had to use. Definitely. Nobody was like, oh, I love the Dura better than anything else. Yeah. Like, no, the ball cracks no, every it's, it's way... three games, goes yeah. out around. Right. Like, you only used it because you had to. Like, I'm assuming this is more or less the end of the Dura. This ball takes over. If PPA is making 8% of every ball, and these balls are relatively expensive. Yeah. Four bucks. Four bucks a ball. Yeah, four four dollars and sixteen cents. Holy crap! And that what if you buy a hundred of them? Is it the same or like what? What's I'm is sure. that in the like the, the ten pack or something? I'm sure, there's some sort of discount. But where did I hear? I heard on Tennis Sucks, I think, that Vulcan then like hit up all the 
all the pros to buy balls instead of like giving them balls, which is funny to me. Got hey, got to start making some of that money back. Did you get an email? I did. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. I uh, I did. I purchased some some balls. I think I purchased like twenty or something. Really? Now I have a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, that they you can't. I don't know. You can. I guess. I guess it makes sense that you have to go buy the balls, but like, you would think they would provide most of the top pros with with balls to practice with. That they gave us four. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, All right. I, they gave us four free balls. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. That's better than nothing. Um, um, now I got to figure out if anybody's in the market for some duras. I have a bunch of new ones. I am selling them at bargain bargain yeah. prices. Uh, um, I'm just thinking of like all the all the people around the country who have these massive bins of duras, and now they need to just go buy new balls. For sure. Right? Like who who's going to play with dura anymore for any reason? I, I think mean, that what they're... tournaments actually are going to use Dura? There's no incentive to. Is USAP still going to be Dura? But I don't know. Franklin kind of. I think USA runs Pickleball some... has Franklin now. I don't know. They had it for Nationals. It. I don't know if it's like you know their uh, right. their Midwest Regional or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be. I don't know that. Yeah. Um, all right, but yeah. So this deal was definitely I know firsthand shown to other ball manufacturers, and those other ball manufacturers said. No way are we matching that deal. No way we're going to beat that deal. Go for it. Good luck. Who else would be? I'm sort of surprised that it's not Selkirk, to be honest. I'm sure Selkirk, Franklin, Onyx, which is the manufacturer of Dura, all had a look at this deal and were able, were given a chance to beat it. But with PPA being so close with Selkirk, I'm really, really surprised that this didn't end up being a some form like a Selkirk deal. Right. I mean, Selkirk spends like Selkirk lights money on fire with their with their whole roster. <laughs> like they have they've spent so much money. Like you'd think they just freed up Tyson. Right. <laughs> they take that and go over to the ball. Like it's very surprising. I would have I would have put Selkirk as the the big big favorite in coming in and being the the official ball yeah i don't know uh but like okay so if i'm vulcan and i'm introducing this ball i want it to be the next big thing if i'm sponsoring the pro tour that means i'm going after the segment of the market that's the most avid pickleballers those are also the pickleballers who are the toughest to get to because they're marketed different brands all day long right the reason why these avid pickleballers will buy the Vulcan is because, well, now the PPA is playing with it, so they, they will want to play with those, especially if they're going to compete in tournaments. But after that one year is up, if they don't renew, now their core customer base says, oh, I don't need Vulcans anymore, and they move on to the next thing. To me, there's like a big risk on the tail end of, of signing this deal, and you paid a huge, huge sum up front to go after that segment of the market. It doesn't solve for, you know, like Franklin's dominance on Amazon, for example, right? Type in pickleball, Franklin's the first one to come up. Uh, Onyx Dura, they're in retail. Even Head Pen is in retail, mm -hmm. right? So to me, Vulcan still has to, I don't know, figure out other ways to market this ball besides just like sponsoring a, a pro tour. And understand that once this deal is up, there, there's no allegiance from that segment of the market that they initially targeted. 
Yeah, and it, it's it's a little weird too because it's not like a you know Vulcan is a a serious paddle brand, of course. Uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna take. I was gonna go with the. I don't know if they have the relationships with with as many uh, like pro shops, but I do think that they're pretty big in baseball. Um, I think they might have relationships with some major or Vulcan. Vulcan. Yeah. Okay. Um, Vulcan. Let me Google this real quick. I'm Franklin's a baseball company. Franklin is a Those baseball company. Those ProXR, right? Isn't that where they came from? They were baseball. Base, yeah, that's where ProXR came from. Kind of from. interesting we're seeing all these like baseball brands come over. I could have sworn Vulcan maybe it's a different company that they're like they work Oh yeah, there is baseball there. They make yeah, they make some baseball stuff. I don't really They have a parent they company have that does. Grips. Not Vulcan baseball grips. Oh really? Okay. Yep. Interesting. They have, they have bat grips. So maybe they do have some of these relationships already through that. I don't know. But yeah. Otherwise, that's going to be tough. If they sell they'll have to sell $750,000 750,000 balls at $4 a ball, and that's not including any expenses to to break even on that sponsorship. Mm. So, quarter uh, 3 quarters of a million dollars of uh, 3 quarters of a million balls. It's a bold play. Um okay, so then APP signs this owl ball. I didn't even. I thought they were just a quiet paddle company. Yeah, is I is the ball quiet too? Like, <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I, I actually don't know the answer to that, but I would assume that that would be part of their shtick, right? I've read it's just the paddle. Which Balls are the same. It's still hard. Right. Owl seems to be sp like spending a lot of money. I mean, they they got yeah. McEnroe to endorse their product. I don't know if he's an endorser if, or if he's a uh, an investor, but like. They're really coming in here, uh, guns blazing. Right. Yeah. I don't know if their paddle has been received super well. I mean, I, I think their play is just sell them in bulk to clubs around the country who want to keep things quiet, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's not like I'm definitely not going to go buy an owl paddle unless they come out with something that's like cutting edge. Mm -hmm. So can you can I go play with an owl paddle in a pro event or is it just? I assume the, it's USA Pickleball approved. Well, it's USA Pickleball approved under some other. Uh, I, I thought it was USA Pickleball approved under some like noise ordinance rules. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't. I'd be very curious. Can you go play the PPA, MLP, APP with a owl paddle? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to get the we'll have to get the answer. To I assume that. you can play on APP given this deal. Um, it is weird though if you hit against it, it just kind of makes the same noise regardless of how hard you hit it. Everything sort of sounds like a dink. So if you take a full swing at it and you hit it really hard, it sounds like a dink. If you hit a dink, it sounds like a dink. Yeah. So it just makes everything sort of sound the same. Which makes it really hard to sort of pick up on how fast the ball is going. Uh, yeah, so to me, the ball plays a huge difference in the way matches are played. And I'm always intrigued by the fact that when I bring that up in like casual rec play, other people don't seem to think about that too often, right? Like I know very well as soon as I hit the ball without even looking at it, if somehow in the midst of play – you know, like a Franklin went out of bounds and all of a sudden somebody grabbed a Dura on the side and I go, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on mm -hmm. a second, right? To me, there's a there's a massive difference. Now we've got to worry about playing with a, like, I want to play with a Vulcan. I want to have experience if I'm going to go play at PPAs. 
going to want to play with the owl ball if I'm going to be playing APPs. I'm still, my favorite ball is the Franklin X40. I actually liked playing with, with Duras. Um, and that's what I have. I have a shit ton of Duras and, and Franklins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's just a big change. I mean, it used to just be you either play with Franklin X40 or the Dura Fast 40. Those Pretty are the much. two balls. And if anybody brought something else, I'd be like, get this disgusting shit <laughs> out of here. And I'd like literally throw it and be like, never do that again. You ever play with a jugs ball? No. Lucky you. <laughs> they used what to have indoor tournaments on jugs balls, which w- was like the squishiest ball with the biggest holes in it. And they would last forever. Um, like, a, like a rubber ball. Is, yeah, I guess it was. it's still plastic, but it's much, much softer plastic. Those were brutal. I liked the Onyx Fuse and the Pure 2. Those were solid. The good news is about the Vulcan Ball, we've played the last two days and not broke one. A couple of them went out around, but then they kind of went back. Which is saying round. a lot in this temperature. In 45 degrees, we would have, over the last two days, playing with yeah. Thomas Wilson and Deckel Bar. Right. We legitimately probably would have broken 20 to 30, yeah, I would guess. Especially if it's a Dura. If we, if it was with the Dura, we would have broken twenty to thirty over the last. Yeah, few as days. soon as it gets to like sixty degrees, if you're playing with Duras, like you're gonna be breaking them. Mm-hmm. Um, we try and play in Michigan. Uh, as long as the court's clear, as long as there's no snow on the ground, it's not wet. Like we'll play, but as soon as it's in like fifties, I mean, you literally can't even play with Dura. Like the ball breaks every point. Mm-hmm. You have to play play with Franklins or something softer. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned that when you're playing with other people, some of them don't even know how much. Do you feel like the ball affects the outcome of a shot? Meaning, like, so if you're a three zero, you might not even notice it, but obviously at the highest level, you're you're noticing it. I'm curious what you think. How much does if you hit the same exact shot with a Dura versus a um, a Franklin? Yeah. How much is the the difference in your mind? The difference is most apparent on two shots: the drive and the third shot. With a Franklin X40, I feel like I don't miss a third. It's so soft, I drop it right in there every time. Anytime I go from playing with from a Dura to a Franklin, I feel like I'm 10% better. You feel like a million bucks, Way don't more you? consistent, yeah. And then on the drive, like I can absolutely rip a Dura. If I catch it clean, Like it's going to be tough for that person to get it back. Mm-hmm. Not the not the same with the with the Franklin. Just takes a little bit off of it. Ball's a little softer, more forgiving. It's easier to defend. Mm-hmm. So those are the two moments where I notice it the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spin wise, I don't know that I notice much of a of a difference. Yeah, I feel like if you hit the the exact same shot with the exact same inputs, the difference between a Dura and a Franklin is probably somewhere like five six percent mm-hmm. distance, maybe. So if you're if you're somebody who's at the lowest level or at you know probably up to like 40 level you're you're naturally going to be hitting your shots with a lot of variation and so maybe yeah. you just don't notice or account for the the difference in ball but mm-hmm. definitely definitely ends up uh being a big big difference at the highest level. I think this this ball is potentially going to change the ball. I've always said is going to be the way that you control plural pickleball and make it look the way that you want it to. Yeah. Right. I wonder if PPA took that into account. Like, okay, no. we're coming to this new. No, it was the check. It was the it was the dollar bills. <laughs> it was the check. We're using this new ball. How is this going to affect the way that this looks on TV? You know, that's the 
main thing for any of these pro tours is eventually, sure, we get sponsorships, we get all that stuff. None of that is going to even help these companies break even. All of this pro pickleball is eventually aimed at TV rights. Yeah. Right? Right. None of this none of this matters if there's not big TV contracts down the road. Yeah. So I wonder if they took into account, like, how does this affect the actual professional gameplay? Mm-hmm. Is it going to result in something that looks better on TV or worse right. on TV? Right. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, moving forward, you uh, kind of won a prestigious award, didn't you, Zane? Uh, the PB Studio Battle Awards, uh, the most controversial spin paddle in the game. <laughs> Fill us in. Um, well, actually, just, uh, this is the first that I'm hearing about it. You, you guys actually think that I watch the Pickleball Studio? <laughs> <laughs> you got your paddle, you're set. <laughs> do they still do their podcast? Yeah. Really? Dude, don't, don't insult them. They're gonna be hyping up the. They're gonna. They're gonna do a little review of the pickleball box. We have to be nice. We. I don't have anything to do with the pickleball box. That's you. That's your thing. Want to be an ambassador? What's I still? I don't know what's in the pickleball box. Do a live negotiation. All what right. It cost to make Zane Navratil an ambassador of the pickleball box. What do you want me to do? Um, talk about it. Incorporate it into your uh, into your instructional videos. Um. You know, tweet about how much you love everything in the box. Do I get a? Uh, let's see. I, w- I want a royalty on any pickleball box sold. We'll give you a code. <laughs> Overall royalty. PPA is getting eight percent of the uh, of the uh, the Vulcan ball. No, we just talked about it. It's a terrible deal. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't be that bad if they agreed to it. Mm, I want a. I want a. Th- Three percent royalty on any pickleball box sold. What name all your like uh, pickleball ventures? Like so, you do you do the clinics. You kind of got like your own newsletter and media stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you I've make got... a royalty on your paddles, or do you make mm-hmm. a, like a percentage on your paddles? Yep, yep. Um, so we'd figure out how to get. Maybe you have like some sort of. Maybe it's like uh, some sort of. Um, I don't know flyer for your clinics or whatever sure, there'd included be, in the box. It'd be that. It'd be all over all over the YouTube stuff, all over the newsletter, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I could uh, I could just carry one on yeah. on. To yeah, the you board. know how like Riley always has a Takea. You just yeah, always inconveniently have a, <laughs> have a pickleball box. <laughs> yeah, we got to get a water bottle in there so that I can just pull that out and yeah, drink yeah, yeah. out of it. Right, right. Um, that. so. I am interested to see what's in the pickleball box at some point. Um, okay, but yeah, so your so the Zane Navratil Pro XR paddle, most controversial spin paddle. I'm back to using it. Uh, oh, we're back. Yeah, I'm I'm back. I'm all in on it again. Uh, I was playing with the black diamond for a moment, um, but I just like the power and spin. I can play so aggressively with with that pad. I am doing I'm hitting like 95% drives instead of thirds now. Uh and it seems to, be, it seems to be working. Yeah. I mean there's just uh there's too many advantages. Yeah, I mean you and know I barely have to put any weight on it. It allows you to swing very fast. Yeah. Right? So it's uh it's a pretty light paddle and so if you swing pretty fast, you can still keep the ball in and grab the ball. So it's it's spinny, but there's also you know, there's a few of the technology pieces that we put in it was the way that we used the the grit, which people thought was controversial. 
uh, we've you know we've discussed that plenty of times yeah. on here. Um, but also the other elements of it. It's a relatively soft paddle, which allows the ball to sink in, and it's very headlight. So you can really swing the paddle very fast. That, on top of the the way that we did the the texture, is what makes it so spinny. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll take it, Chris Olson, Pickleball Studio, with their yeah. We'll we'll take the the compliment. We'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. With the uh, with the Perseus, as we saw, I tend to send those drives like. Off over the, the parking garage, over the fence <laughs> at the pickle ranch. <laughs> uh, but the Zane paddle allows me to keep those those bad boys in. And no, this is not a paid endorsement. Um, yeah, what do you want for a paid endorsement? Then we'll we'll counter negotiate. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk behind the we'll talk behind the scenes. <laughs> no, let's do it live. Uh, I think I, I wonder why it's so controversial. Like, I mean, obviously, the why are some paddles so controversial, but other paddles not as controversial. Mm. I don't know, but I just got the gearbox one that seems to. Because I was texting Chris Olson, and um, I was like, "So what's the deal with this thing? Like, give me the lowdown." And uh, he just said, "Like people who play against it are like, there's a decent amount that are like, this is unfair." So I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna order one. Ordered one. It came yesterday, so I haven't tried it yet, uh, but I'm excited." Oh yeah, no, I mean like definitely it's it's just an in, it's pretty insane paddle yeah. like i said i think that they're gonna make some new rules for that paddle yeah people are talking about it like when the legacy uh came out and i remember playing against grant bond with the legacy and the drives he was hitting with that thing i was just like this is insane like you cannot get these things i mean you grant bond just has a goat drive <laughs> yeah maybe um but i played with him without that paddle and not so it wasn't as scary <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah, so. I mean the the, the the gearbox hits like a delaminated legacy. Yeah, so I don't think people realize how much. I've heard people say recently that like I don't care what paddle I play with, like it it doesn't matter, right? I'm like <laughs> opposite. Like I think if you go from if you're a beginner and you're just kind of playing with whatever you found around the house, or your aunt or uncle just like gave you an extra paddle or something, and you haven't tested other paddles and tried out different things you're leaving potential on the table. I think like certain paddles can improve your game immediately. Yeah, and if you come in from a from a tennis background like and you come in and you use a super smooth paddle right away, yeah. you have to change your strokes. But mm -hmm. if you come in and use a, you know, a controversial spin paddle like mine, then you can basically swing the same way. Okay, so you know that like really it's this really crazy like camo colored viking paddle. Yeah, isn't that the about? one that Andre used to use? I think he was using it, yeah. Now he uses, like, a I can't remember what that brand is. but um, He's got the Proton now. So my dad and his buddies, when I go back to Michigan, I always play with them, and then my brothers as well. Um, and they had this new guy had kind of joined the group, and now he's a good friend of ours, but he was playing with this Viking paddle. And I remember just looking at him like, dude, stop playing with that. Like, just use, use this, uh, you know, yola paddle use the benjamin use a use a franklin like use use something other than this paddle he wouldn't do it he liked playing with that he he was a michigan state tennis player played against matt wright actually mm. um really tall like strong guy can move really well he's so he's like matt wright's age but he still has like the athleticism of like a 25 year old sure so more much more athleticism <laughs> than matt wright yeah i was watching the clips of him playing um 
college tennis the other day, by the way. Uh, Matt? Yeah. Pretty oh, they're fun. hilarious. I love the, I love his little, his necklace thing, right? Yeah. Like the surfer necklace looking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but anyway, so I finally convinced this guy to change this. So now he's using your paddle. Actually, oh, let's go. He's using the Connor Garnett version, so the purple one. Oh, fuck this guy. And <laughs> no, his, his drive is insane now. Uh, him going from that Viking battle to to the Pro XR is like night and day. Now I'm worried that he's gonna um, take my spot as the the best player in that group. So, damn. Um, you hate but, to see uh, it. Yeah, if you are just using whatever paddle somebody handed you, start testing different things. It'll change your game. Yeah, I, th I think you if you want to do it right, you probably got to spend at least at least a hundred and. 50 bucks on a paddle at this point yeah. i think anything pretty much obviously you can make a very good paddle for less than 150 bucks but nobody is selling good paddles for less than 150 bucks right now for the most part the only one is that uh franklin ben johns which i think was like 99 bucks and might still be they might have raised the price yeah but that's obsolete at this point yeah like, i mean it's better than what you had in your garage but it's it's not current right um okay well right. how about andre deescu and shifting up the the partner situation you guys want to talk about that real quick yeah he's out, out playing with uh with megan fudge now um this is for apps right yeah 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 is that uh so what's the do you what's the actual drama is there actual drama behind it or did we just write down team fudge bar drama i don't know i think um so he went from Susanna bar to megan fudge mm-hmm I don't know. I heard there's just some beef there, but I really don't know anything about it. Um, so we can probably move on from that. I don't know the beef, but it'll be interesting. I mean, Megan's playing very well. Susanna, I think, is always underrated. Like, Susanna just gets results. I've enjoyed playing with Susanna, and we've always done pretty well. So um, that always leads to, like, some fun. When you play that person again, you just want to kick their ass. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. All right. Well, next up is Alex Trong. Uh, apparently, she has her own contract that uh, allows her to play on APPs with a few others. You have anything to say about that, Zane? Um, I have plenty to say about that. I probably <laughs> shouldn't talk about my my contract. Um, I know that there are different versions of of contracts that allow some of these players to play APP. Um, I think that that's looking like a enticing option for a lot of people just given how everything is is going i didn't know that so i didn't know that certain players had provisions to play app but i guess it makes sense now that i'm thinking about it so can you play apps um that is a ongoing uh, yeah it's a possibility hmm. so if, do you know if if players are playing apps can they play ppas at all i would assume I mean, Not, but if you're playing APPs, can you play PPA? The APP doesn't tell you that you can't play anywhere. So, but it would, yeah, I, I would assume it's a PPA thing, right? Like, can Andre go play PPAs? I'm sure the PPA would want him to. Probably, but they'll also probably put him in qualifying. I don't know how the that would be so. That would be so dumb. But anyway, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like well, if, I don't know. So let's just say Paris and Andre come over, and they want to play a PPA, and they have to play qualifying. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing any of their their draws and stuff. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I don't know how it works with with points. You know, certain people are going to be guaranteed to be in the the main draw because they signed some contract or yeah. take a pay cut or something or another. <clears throat> I, I don't know at this point. Mm. There's just still so much riding on whether or not this the the merger happens, what things look like post merger. Yeah. So I heard it was off. Now it's on. On off on off yeah. What's not even worth talking about at this point? Either happens or it won't. Yeah. So if it happens or not, what's the deal with the MLP draft? It seems like it got mixed up a little bit. Yeah. So from what I understand, there's an auction format. And I think that the numbers are something like each team gets uh, something like 500,000 fake dollars to bid on their draft spot. So let's say I want the number one draft spot. I bid 500000 of these fake dollars to, to get it. But then I have zero more dollars to make any other pick, mm-hmm. right? I also heard that there's, on top of that, if you want to spend more, you can spend up to 500000 real dollars. Yeah. So if you want the first pick, theoretically, you might have to pay 500000 fake dollars, 500000 real dollars to secure the first pick. And so it's an auction. They auction off the first pick, and then they auction off the second pick, third pick, fourth pick. So, you know, if, if things go according to plan, you could have some teams that have potentially four third-round picks right? or a first-round pick and three fourth-round picks or two second and two-thirds. It's, uh, it's very, very different yeah. from, from before, and I kind of like it. I think it adds... I, I always like where you can add more strategy to whatever it is you're you're doing. I like right. it when they combined the draft pools where you can select a, a male or a female in any draft spot. But what do you think, Tommy? I don't know. I was going to ask you, what do you think is the best like outcome if you were to you know play your auction cards right? <clears throat> Would like one first round and then three fourth rounds be the best scenario? Would it be like... What if you had all, you were able to get all your picks in the low second round, right? Like four picks, low second round. Like, is that the winning formula? Well, one pick I don't, in every round. I don't know because you also don't know who you're gonna get. Right. So you all the draft spots, from what I understand, are auctioned off, and then yeah. the draft actually happens. Right. So you pick your four pick numbers, mm-hmm. and you know if you've got the eighth pick, you don't know who you're going to be able to get with the eighth pick. Right. So I don't know. I think it adds a lot more more strategy to this, of course. Um, but strategy is, is is good. Do you think you're still projected in the third round? I think third round is probably a fair. Even after your uh, results? I think people, uh, I mean, this is, I think people emphasize Major League Pickleball results too much, yeah. to, be, to be quite honest. Like, it's at least the recency of it, right? So I think I'm it's hard to say what round because generally there's a emphasis on picking females early which sort of artificially pushes men into the later rounds, right? So you could theoretically you could be the first male picked but be a third round pick if they pick 24 women first. Does that make sense? It yeah. wouldn't happen, but I think in the previous drafts, 
it was probably something like two-thirds of the first two rounds were women. And then the men fill out the the third and fourth rounds. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's better to rank players not of what round pick they are, but where they are relative to other men or women. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, if I'm drafting myself, I'm probably taking myself somewhere between 10 and 15th male picked, mm-hmm. um, which could be anywhere between probably very late second round to very early fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that's probably probably a third round pick is where I'd I'd pick myself if I had to summarize that. What about what about you? Where are you picking me? And where are you picking yourself? <clears throat> where am I picking myself? Yeah. Um, right before Eric Lang. <laughs> Damn. Roasted. Sorry, Eric. I told you I wouldn't bring that up anymore. Um, I uh, where would I draft you? I would draft you probably late second round. But it depends. I mean, even trying to think through it now, it's like who knows who's out, who knows who's out there. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder if you have to think about how the other team's picks are staggered, right? Like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's just too much variability. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to sort of call. <clears throat> but you you put on here. Who who else do you think has? Uh, who do you think has their stock going up and whose stock is going down? Yeah, I mean, I'll just steal these from, I don't know who wrote these on our team, um, but they look smart. So moving up, Kalmodos, Rohrbacher, Alshon, and Tyra. But I don't I don't know if, I mean, Tyra has already, she's already been pretty high. But yeah, Alshon, I think is going to be way higher. Um I mean, he's starting to kind of emerge as just like a generally like just a, a top men's player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll have one of the biggest years of the men in uh, in twenty twenty four. I can see that. So we get the Kalamotos on there as as uh, stock up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but why? Why are they? Why is their stock up? I don't know, man. I didn't. I didn't write this. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So the Kalamotos were the same players before and after Major League Football, but they didn't. Mm-hmm their stock was down for the last pick. They went like second and third round. I think Jackie went, uh, they were like late picks. They went way too late to DC Mm -hmm. because they were on like the, they were on a crappy, they were on like ATX last uh, in the, in the beginning, their stock was down too far because they didn't do well enough in MLP. Now their stock is up because they did really well, but they're more or less the same players that they were before. Obviously they're getting better. Everybody's getting better. I think that's an example of like, people putting the recency of MLP putting too much weight in that. Yeah. Now there are there are some players who I think genuinely do perform a little bit better in an MLP sort of format, mm-hmm. right? Like I think I perform better at MLP because I can be unpredictable. I think I'm good at strategizing and I think I'm a, you know, I can fit in with whatever guy I play with and I can play spastic uh, mixed. So I think I'm slightly better in in MLP, but um, I still think that people sort of put too much emphasis on the results there. Uh-huh. Like like uh, whoever wrote this has uh, James and Dylan as their stock down. I don't see James's stock being down whatsoever. 
I don't think so either. I think his stock is. It, I think he should probably be a first round pick again at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with Dylan. But you'd think that because I think this is probably just an example of putting too much emphasis on MLP. Yeah. Yeah. Who did write that? We got to fire him. <laughs> Was JB? Yeah, probably JB. Unbelievable JB. It's okay. You got some new hires in the house now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, Jamie yeah. is coming for everybody's jobs. <laughs> well, coming up in Palm Springs, there's going to be a, a few new changes to the service rules, it appears. Uh, Don Stanley and I did a nice little release saying the serve is going to be less of a weapon. So what do you think about the new serve rules? I'll let you go first, Tommy. Well, I think we just need to read read through this. Um, it's essentially a provisional rule. If they like the results of the rule after they analyze the results, they will implement it permanently. So he, permanently. So here is the um, – I'll just read this, right? So – at the and this is from Don Stanley, who's the director of officiating for the PPA tour. At the prompting of the Pro Player Council, PPA will be beta testing a new service rule for the Pro and Senior Open brackets. The Palm Springs tournament, Jan nine to fourteen, will be used as a test basis for the new service rule. After the tournament has concluded, the results will be reviewed for implementation, revisions, or possible deletion. The driving force behind this rule changes to make the serve less of a weapon. So here's the new rule. On the serve, one, the ball must be released with a non-paddle hand. I think that was already the case. Two, no spin can be imparted on a ball at the time of the release. I was also under the assumption that that was already a rule. And three, the release of the ball must be downward and below the top of the hip. So, can you see that? I mean, to me, that's it's sort of awkward. I mean, a lot of people kind of hold it up here and just sort of like toss it up. It's not really, nobody really pays attention to what happens here, but you're basically like, you have to drop it from here and then, and then serve, which is interesting. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? It doesn't seem like that much of a change to me. It definitely changes the enforcement of it. Now you just have to see. So I'm assuming this is the entirety of the service rule. Yeah. So, in that case, you could theoretically be swinging downwards at it. I, I'm I'm assuming that this is in replacing is replacing any of the other stuff, right? Like you're you need to be swinging upwards at the point of contact. Mm. The top of your wrist needs to be below the level of the uh, the paddle, or the paddle needs to be below the level of the wrist. I'm assuming this is the entirety of this rule. Um, so honestly, this rule is just. Let's use the drop serve, but we're too cool for the drop serve. Yeah. That's the entirety of, of this rule. Um, it's awkward. Uh, we'll get used to it. It's not that big of a deal. I think the the biggest thing here, again, is the wording. The driving force behind this rule change is to make the serve less of a weapon. Again, what's why? Everything else is a weapon. Our paddles are weapons we're we're juicing this game up with super poppy paddles super spinny paddles yet we want our grandma to serve for us right why don't we just have somebody toss the ball in for us to start the point if that's really what the serve is all about why are we making the serve less of a weapon if it's not a weapon right now is it a weapon right now i mean kind does of anybody have a serve that really moves the needle i mean deckel's got a good serve tyson's got a good serve James has a good serve. 
but it's not like they're winning crazy amount of points because, because of it. Because of that, right. Yeah, I mean, like, you've got a good serve. It's a weapon. These guys miss more serves than anybody, too. Right. Like, I think that's, I think that it's dumb to continue to try and make the serve less of a weapon. I am thinking about, like, Deckel's serve, how he sort of drops it, and then he rises up to the very, like, tippy-toe and then makes contact, and he's able to serve the ball really high. This would, I think, prevent serves like his. Yeah, it, it prevents, it basically means, it prevents you from serving from your belly button and it moves the contact point down to the hip. It makes it slightly easier to to see and judge, but also, you again, right. you don't know where my hip is in the cor- in the the when this happens. Yeah, but if you drop from the hip, then you know it's going to be below the hip. But again, to your point, we, don't, we still, it's difficult to determine like where somebody's hip is. Yeah, and also, you know, you move the ball, you toss Because isn't the hip like, I mean, it's, basically it's like this, right? Like it's a whole, there's no like one, you know, I don't know what it's going to be. It's still going to be so difficult to to enforce because players are moving a little bit while they're doing this. They might start the ball by their hip, throw their, push their arm out in front of them, and then is the ball still by their hip? Like generally people come upwards a little bit as they're releasing yeah. the ball because you squat below the serve. So, again, I kind of see the intent there of maybe making it a little bit easier to enforce if somebody's serving from their nipples. Yeah. But, I think again, be... just use the drop serve. The drop serve solves that. Yeah. Hmm. But the drop serve looks so dumb. Sure, but <laughs> you should see us hitting this serve. It looks dumb too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- this is gonna be black and white, right? Like, there's no reserves if it's questionable. Yeah. If it's they gonna... think it's illegal, you're getting called, and it's fault. It's there's it's gonna be some gonna discrepancies. Be yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be funny looking. Again, it just, it just needs to be the use the drop serve, and yeah, I'm I'm sick of the. You know what? I was just watching a, a video the other day. You ever heard of real tennis? No. It's the origin of all racket sports. It is played in this place in like a French kingdom, and there's like 20 courts across the country, and it's like, it's bizarre. It's uh, It's got walls, it's got windows, it's got a million lines on the court. Look up real tennis, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But the way, the reason why we call serves serves originates from this there used to be in real tennis and this is in like the whatever 1200s or something crazy they used to have a servant come onto this court and serve the ball for the king and that's how they started the points and that's where the term serve came from so why don't we just have the referee serve the ball for us if we don't want it to be a weapon I like that history lesson. Jamie clipped that. <laughs> I had no idea. It's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, I saw that on a YouTube video, so that could be incorrect, but the guy really had said it with some conviction, so I, <laughs> I, I felt like it was good. Well, coming up in 24, there's going to be quite a few new pairings as well. Uh, Jack Saw, Colin Schick, Sock and Parento, Tyson and Deckel, and obviously Fudge and Deescu again. Uh, where do we see those going? Oh, well, also, Jay Davillier and Pat Smith are back together. Oh, the dream yes. team. 
I think they complement each other really well. And I like both of them. I like watching them play together. Reminds me of the good old days. That means me and Altaf got to bring run it back. Yeah, do it. What Altaf do you think? Still got the, still got game. What do you think of of uh, Jack and Colin? It's so random. <laughs> well, they play together in North Carolina. That's why. Ah, uh, right. They're they're they boys train together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know that they'll. I don't think they'll do very well. But I think. I'm just excited to see Jack Sock play. Actually get some true reps in. Actually get some good competition in and see how he improves this year. It'll be really interesting. Do you think people are going to figure him out? Probably. I mean, part of the reason he had a successful outcome when he played with Anna Lee was like he was playing in this unorthodox way. People hadn't had a lot of time to study his game and figure out his nuances, figure out his weaknesses. So there's always that period when somebody bursts onto the scene where people just don't know his game and they benefit from that. So yeah, there's definitely going to be a degree of uh, figuring him out, but he's also going to figure things out, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to improve. He's going to get better. He's going to learn more of the nuances of the game. So what's the net effect? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah, Elite, I think he's... I don't know how much he's going to, how many tournaments he's going to play. Like, is he going to be one of the people that's grinding 24 PPAs? Right. I don't know. But, um, I mean, obviously he's going to get a lot, a lot better. Like, his normal group in in North Carolina, from what I understand, is like Colin, Jack, uh, my boy Eric Roddy, and... Um, let's see. There's I think there's one other that I'm, that I'm forgetting. But... Um, <clears throat> You where's know, Garnett? Where's Garnett? Yeah, where does he play? He's out. He's in SoCal. He's SoCal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that maybe Jack's testing it out with with Colin. Like, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, you know, if if somebody else wants to play with Jack. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if any of these tennis players how much they're really going to grind. Yeah, I think Tyson and Deckel will be a an interesting combo. I like that. They'll be fine. Um, they'll probably get a result here and there. Uh, Tyson just churns through the partners, man. Yeah? Yeah. Dylan Fraser. why do you think that is? He just, uh, I don't know, he's, he's good for him. He's always got pick of the litter. Um, but, uh. Yeah, that brings us up to, to Tyson's, uh, new paddle contract. Yeah. Sorry, I'm doing your job for you, Jamie. All good. You led into that perfectly. Um, <laughs> all right, what do you think he got, what do you think he got paid? Like, what do you think that deal is worth on a yearly basis? I'd be hard-pressed to imagine it's anything less than probably half a mil. Half? Uh, yes, I'd say conservatively he's got to be in one way or another making <laughs> probably half a million bucks per year from his from his paddle deal. Okay. That's a conservative estimate. Interesting. I don't know. It depends on, I mean, I think it depends on the brand and how they value the player, right? It's kind of subjective. I remember when Riley was shopping around, and he is again, because Takea is moving away from paddles. Uh, he was trying to get, I remember this was probably only like two years ago. When did he switch from Gamma to Takea? Do we know? That's probably not even, Gamma to that Takea. probably wasn't even a year ago. Right. Um, maybe it was when he was going from Selkirk to Gamma. But I just remember it was like reported he was looking for like a two hundred to three hundred thousand dollar contract. And I remember thinking like, 
no way he's going to get that. That's so high. But now that seems pretty reasonable. Given given the numbers that we've heard compared to, I mean, just given the other numbers we've heard, sure, reasonable yeah. to to swing a pickleball paddle. If you take a, a step out, it's kind of crazy. And I yeah. think it's because we're in a we're in a spot of it's so easy to come into the market. All these paddles are, you know, the worst paddle from the worst paddle to the best paddle. It's probably a 30% better, right? So you're fighting over the paddles are pretty similar and it's just how are you going to to market them? Marketing is the biggest part of of a successful pickleball brand and when there's anybody can come into it quickly, you have to have that one player to give you um validity. Yeah. Right? In tennis, you have like seven or eight legit tennis rackets. They each pay a handful of players. They give a bunch of players free stuff. Pickleball contracts, a lot of them are much better than tennis racket contracts, yeah. which is insane. Right. But it's hard to come into tennis <clears throat> with some new stuff and just totally disrupt the industry. So they can't. it's hard for them to pick off some, uh, to, to create something that a pl tennis player is going to use and want to represent. Right. Yeah. Well, going back to the Vulcan thing, like I, we didn't really talk about this. We were sort of like, well, how do you break even on the balls if you're paying this two and a half million to the PPA? Well, I'm sure part of it was if we're the main ball of the PPA, it brings validity to the entirety of the brand. It raises the brand value that helps paddle sell better and everything else that they're doing. So I'm sure that was part of the, the consideration. And I think that that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that means A.J. Kohler, too, then, is also going to be, in addition to Riley and Lindsay, with Takea moving away from paddle. So now A.J. Kohler, too, they're all going to be looking for uh, a new paddle sponsor. Yeah. That was sort of a strange thing to, to begin with, like the yeah. Takea. Going from water bottles, which they must have crushed it with the water bottles to really be like, hey, the, you know, pickleball is, is right. the thing. I, I'd be very curious to know what uh what happened there yeah i don't know maybe they see what a lot of these other brands see and it's there's a new brand every single day it's insanely saturated you have to have other ways to market your paddle besides the pro tour mm -hmm. right because again you're just marketing to a small segment of pickleballers who actually play pro pickleball and they all have their own desires understanding of the game you know they're in it they know what the new paddles are they want to try different things they're avid pickleball players they're pickleball junkies right um so you're battling every other anytime a, a brand releases a new paddle that makes a little bit of noise like that eats at your market share it's a tough game to play and everybody can manufacture a decent paddle you know we get emails all the time from manufacturers who they send us literally these brands paddles they say we can manufacture and they send us the exact paddle just the logos removed right mm -hmm. it's like we know who manufactures a lot of these paddles i'm sure takea sure. saw how easy it was you know they already had the brand they had the access to the players you know let's just try our hand at it and see if it works we quickly realize it's a tough game to play and if you don't have other avenues like franklin again you know they're able to market through all these retailers they're able to go after pro shops they're able to do amazon 
Yola spending in all sorts of places. Selkirk has money to burn, right? Like, can you play that game? Mm -hmm. I think 24 is going to be the year of paddle consolidation. Attrition. Yeah, a lot will... A lot of brands will maybe um, close the shutters. We'll see. But we'll definitely see more paddle brands, too. We'll see more brands. Oh, yeah. That's not stopping. <clears throat> um, All right. Let's see. What is the Dink Awards? Okay. So the Dink Awards, so this is the third year we've done this, right? So it's the People's Choice Awards of Pickleball, right? So fans vote on things like Player of the Year, um, Rookie of the Year, uh, like Best Content Creator, Certain categories will have grants. Last year, I think the best content creator won $2,000. Who won that? I think Chris Olson did, I believe. Must have been rigged. Uh, best on-air personality, all sorts of different categories. Um, and basically, it's a chance for the fans to, to vote. And anybody who votes, uh, you also enter for uh, a giveaway paddle of your choice. Um, but it's basically, uh, you know, we put the power in the in the hands of the fans to decide... Uh, who wins these awards? We should do we should do our live votes on the next pod. Yeah, like who we are picks. Yeah, we'll yeah. go through the we'll go through the um, the list of, of things. I um, I kind of remember that from from last year. Um, and you've done it for two years, right? They said this is the third year. This is our third year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've I've liked that. Yeah. Last year we got USA Pickleball, PPA, APPA, APP, MLP. Um, and I, I feel like one of the well, all the major organizations to work together on a single thing, and they never do that. Uh, wow! This year, I don't know if we'll get everybody back involved, but um, yeah, yeah. So I won't say it. <laughs> who's not going to play? Who's not going to? Who's not going to want to be a part of something like this? <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> Big pickle got to him. I Unreal. Hope every I hope everybody will be a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, there were some funny comments on uh, our last episode, though. Someone was like, Thomas 100% gets paid to say certain things. Like, he, I don't remember what the whole comment was like. Yeah, you got me. Well, guys, if anybody wants me to pay or to say stuff on this podcast, shoot me a, a DM. I <laughs> uh, can be bought. Um, I can be bought. <laughs> yeah, we can both be bought. Yeah, listen. To that commenter. Everybody's got a price. To that commenter, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I can be bought. I'm not bought. Um, so you can't accuse me of that, but yeah, no, I'm willing. Write me the check. Say what you want. Um, all right. Is that all you're wearing your Viore? Uh, yes, this is a Viore <laughs> quick trip sweatshirt. I am wearing my Viore pants. I am wearing a Viore shirt underneath there somewhere. See Viore? Oh, you can't see. See, I swear. I promise. I need um, to re-up on my, on my Viore. Um, I don't know if they came out with any new stuff. I need some new colors. I need to I need to switch it up. Um, but you guys know we're massive fans of Viore. We always have been. We're lucky to have them uh, work with us on the show, but we would be wearing this stuff either way. And you can get 20% off your first purchase and enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. Go to viore.com slash the dink and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. That was a good ad. Good for us. Well done. Um, all right. Anything else we got, Jamie? Got nothing. All good here. Okay. All right. That's we'll Pickle keep Pod. them for another round. <laughs> Pickle Pod. See you next week.
Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, daughter had fun on you.